This, this is the Rich Eisen Show. All I want is all the power. Power, power, power. Matthew Stafford here on the Rich Eisen Show. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. At what point did you decide that you were going to make an attempt here to start a new chapter? Yeah, I mean, that was a, a tough one, but at the same time, I'm excited. Earlier on the show, ESPN NBA analyst Kendrick Perkins. Coming up, Pro Football Hall of Famer Michael Irvin. Packers reporter Rob Domofsky, host of NBC's American Ninja Warrior, Matt Iceman. And now, Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air here the Tuesday before Memorial Day weekend. I remember when NFL Network started. What are you going to talk about? <laughs> right? What are you going to talk about? Well, when the NBA playoffs are going on and Phil Mickelson wins his first major as a 50-year-old, what we'll talk about is Aaron Rodgers and Julio Jones. Right. Literally, uh, also, as we spoke to Kendrick Perkins moments ago about the NBA playoffs, uh, which continues tonight with three games, including the Lakers and Clippers, um, Joe Burrow got out there um, with a brace and is throwing. So it's not like he's he's like, is he going to be ready for week one? How about him throwing at OTAs in May? Oh, yeah. Okay, so he's there. Um, And Aaron Rodgers not at OTAs. In Green Bay. Today's the first day the media is allowed to see what's going on there. Yesterday, there was no media access. Today, the media is in. Rob Domofsky, part of that media, he'll call in in about 19 minutes' time to try and decipher what Aaron Rodgers told uh, Kenny Main on SportsCenter, on Kenny's final SportsCenter last night. To talk about that, as well as what Julio Jones had to say yesterday, and certainly the concept of him, you know, maybe considering the Cowboys not a place that he w- should go because he wants to win. That earned a phone call from me to my friend who I adore and love, and I already miss, even though I saw him just a couple Wednesdays ago for the schedule release show. Pro Football Hall of Famer Michael Irvin, how are you, sir? What's up, Irv? I, I am doing well, man. I am doing well. Rich, let me tell you what's funny now. Yes. Deciphering exactly what Aaron Rodgers said. That, that now, and, and we're in the business of this. Yes, we are. And I've been scratching my head with that. For a while, I said, "I know he's not running for president, but he with this for the people and the people." And I, it was that was that was that was interesting. Well, I think he's the people, and the 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 people who's not considering the people and the organization are the general manager and the and the team president, who's essentially the owner who represents the uh, the the ownership group uh, and Mark Murphy. I mean, clearly that's what he's talking about. And, you know, even though he said he's still, it's not about the draft pick, it still is about the draft pick. It's about the fact that they started a clock on his window closing, which you, which any team that chooses a quarterback in the first round and in an era where you've got it three years to figure out whether they deserve a fifth year option. He knows the clock started the minute that happened. And he, I, I think that's what, what I heard I'm last saying, night. What, what I'm saying is I understand this world that we live in, let's uh, and, and we we have to present this front and present that this is the reason this calls. Just just be real. Just say, hey, listen, you guys know, like I know, this is a business, and they're going to try to do me dirty. I'm beating them through it. We ain't got to go through all of this. We don't have to go through all of this. They're going to do me dirty down the road, so I'm just beating them too beating them to it. I'm going to do them dirty. So so uh, we can all love the Packers, and he loves the Packers, just like the fans love the Packers. But for the football player, it, 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 if you don't do it a certain way, then you're being disloyal. 
he has he's loyal to the Packers, but he has to be loyal to him too. And 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 he saw what Tom Brady went through. You know what I'm saying? So he's like, I, I know if they didn't show Tom Brady in capitulation and great love, why am I going to ride this out? Why I got the hammer? Let me hit the nail. Let me swing it, and he's swinging it. It's about that. That's all it's about. You don't got to give me the, the the president's speech about the people and the people are for the people and the people he's about. I can tell you the people he's really about, and I don't mind. I love Aaron Rodgers, and I think Aaron Rodgers has every right to be doing what he's doing because it is a business. And the thing is, we got so much passion in the game of football that we want to just see the passion in the football. But this is big business. And Aaron Rodgers is doing big business. And so when Aaron Rodgers is talking about the people, let me tell you the people he's talking about. Ben Franklin, Thomas Jefferson, all of those people that own dollar bills that will give him more power and and let him consider his own future. And now you consider those are the people he's talking about. But not Ulysses Grant, right? You don't want 50s, right? You don't want $50 bills, right? We're talking about Ben Franklin. uh, You know, I guess that's about it. No, he he wants them all. He wants them all. George George Thomas Jefferson, uh, Abe Lincoln. Uh, Andrew Jackson. Those are the people. Those are the people <laughs> that he's talking about. I knew you were going in that way, too. I knew you were going dead presidents. I knew it. I definitely knew it. Oh That's exactly. Those, Those are the people, are the people he's the talking people. about. And that makes sense. But we, we can't just say that. We can't say it. The organization. Those are the people they're talking about because they're trying to figure out the best way they can get top play without giving out too many of those people, without giving out Ben Franklin's and the Thomas Jefferson and the George Washington. How can we get top play without giving out those people? How can we get the power? That's all. That's all. Them the people we're talking about when we're talking football. Yeah, now let's move on to the people that were talking about my people, the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> let's do that, Michael. Let's do that. By the way, before we talk about uh, Julio Jones and the Dallas Cowboys, uh, even though we just spent a few minutes on the Packers, I do want to let you know that you are on live television before we have this conversation, okay? <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. Let you know. <laughs> we're on live. <laughs> just want to let you know that. Uh, I feel, I just, I don't know why I feel the need to remind you, but I just, you know. <laughs> How about that one, huh, Irv? How about that one? Hey, and, and to all those guys that are coming in the business, yes, you know that that, that that's a that's a thin line, and it's a, and, it, and it's 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 a, it's a tough line to walk because you know we, we know guys, you know we're friendly with guys, and we know how we talk, how we talk. But but now you're coming into the business, and that whole situation, you know, and Shannon's not. Shannon's not in the ambushing business. Shannon's one of the best people in the world. The reason they call Shannon uncle is because he's like that uncle. That's what a lot of young guys in the league call me to. They say, uncle, um, um, what's up, uncle? You know, what's up, uncle? Because, you know, you're like that uncle that, that comes over and everybody's cool with. You know, I, I, I didn't take offense to Julio. And, and first of all, for Julio to say he's not thinking about the Dallas Cowboys, how, how, how did you, how could you reach down Grab that shirt. See the name written across that shirt. And your brain not think on lining up for that star on your helmet. It's impossible in this situation. It's impossible for this to be real reality. You had to think about it. That's why you put it on. Julio knew what he was doing. He knew he was stirring the pot. 
when he chose to put that shirt on. And he put that shirt on and got what he wanted. Because this pot, this pot stirs the real big pot. That Dallas Cowboy pot stirs the real big pot. Yes. See, so, so, so that, that's the reality. So the and real, he knew that the real big, that shirt on. The real big pot is the NFL. Uh, just so I'm following you, what you're saying, that the Dallas Cowboy pot stirs Absolutely. the real big <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, 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 I tell you what. Earth. If he had put on uh, 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 any other shirt, it wouldn't have gotten this kind of wrong. Well, I don't know. Hold it on a second. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'll push back here. If he put a Saints shirt on, that's a different. No. Hold on a second. Okay. If he puts a Saints sweatshirt on, that's a whole no, 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 different ball no, of wax no, in, no, 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 in the no, ATL. Oh, oh, oh. Now, let me push back again. Okay. Oh, I ain't no doubt we will talk about it. We would talk about it if he had a Saints shirt on. Yeah. We would talk about it if he had on another team shirt. But it should not be talked about with the same passion and the same intensity if he had that on. It will not be a story ran for more than one day if he had another jersey on. That's exactly what I'm talking about. And so when he comes on and talk about he knows what he's going to get in Dallas, uh, uh, he's just butting up to Unk. That's unk talk. That's all that is. He know he knows his unk don't like the Cowboys. So at the time, he's just butting on up the unk. Unk, you know what it is. Unk, unk. That's brother. I call that brotherology. Brotherology. <laughs> They're just talking brother to brother. He can't. Well, now, now I, I understand if Julio was coming from New England and was questioning the winning that was going on in Dallas, but he's not coming from New England. He's coming from Atlanta. How can you question the winning or lack thereof that's going on in Dallas when you're coming from Atlanta? You understand what I'm talking about? If we do a comparative analysis on the two, Atlanta would be like uh, the low city Atlantis. <laughs> Dallas is ubiquitous. It's everywhere. We can't find Atlantis, but we can find Dallas everywhere. So you can't say that uh, 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 we know we're going to lose over there because you've been losing in Atlanta. You see what I'm saying? So so I know he didn't mean that. He was just doing unk talk. And he's a great dude. That's just unk talk. So unk talk, again, you're referring to <laughs> Shannon Sharp. And by the way, I, I agree with you. I don't think Shannon called him up to say, I'm going to get him to say something. And and I think he just whiffed on, on not being on TV as long as, say, you or Right. Uh, you know, others. To, he he just whiffed on not saying, "Hey, heads up, we're on we're on the air right now." Um, right, right, right. And, and you know, you know I, why he did that, Rick? I'll give him because, that benefit. Because, be, 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 right, right. He ain't trying to. Only and I'm gonna tell you this, and I'll give I'll go this far with Please, you. I'm gonna give you some more brotherology. He, Thank you. He he only did it because he knows Julio is without re, re, without reproach. He ain't got no problem. You, Julio, the worst he's going to say is, um, you know, uh, you know, I know that. That's the worst he's going to say. Now, if that was me, he knew he couldn't leave me out there like that with all these skeletons falling out the closet <laughs> right away. <laughs> well, you better tell me right away. Well, we on TV, Mike. Oh, okay, boy, you better have to tell me. Okay, okay, that's good to know. That's good to know. You see what I'm saying? So, so he knows Julio is above reproach. Right. You can't find that bad on Julio. But but so so as he said, Unk knows how to talk to a brother. Unk knows. Well, but he definitely called him up to 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 troll on the Cowboys. That was the purpose of his phone call. Absolutely. But he also did know. I mean, it, this not the obviously that's not the first time that he, I'm sure, and Julio Jones have spoken in the past few weeks. Uh, he you know he also said you're going to stay in Atlanta, and he probably knew what the answer to that's going to be. Uh, certainly, if Ian Rappaport said that. 
Julio's been asking for a trade for months. He said months ago is where it was. So let's dive into that uh, in our last portion of this conversation. Michael Irvin is, why do you think Julio wants out? Like, what what do you think is up with that, that, that he asked for a trade from Atlanta and he's like, I'm out of there when there is Matt Ryan and Kyle Pitts and Calvin Ridley and, and, and uh, an offense that you could say is one of the best in the NFL coming into this year. Why, why do you think he wants out, Michael? Yeah, it, 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 it's scary. That, that, it, it, if those guys could all be working together in harmony, that would be absolutely scary. When you're talking about Pitts, Wrigley, and, and, and Jones, Julio, man, that would be like, oh, my God. It, it, that would just be a, a scary thing. But, but obviously what happens here, man, is, is we're, we're dealing with emotions. We're dealing with emotions. You know, you serve the place so long. Like Aaron Rodgers, you serve the place. You've given your all, and you've done it absolutely right. There's no, like I said, no pro, there's nothing you can come at this man with. He's been great, absolutely right. And then you start hearing all of these rumors about being pay- traded. And then it's not just, okay, you hear about being traded. You also hear why they're trying to trade you. They think you're on the, do- or you're on the back end. They, they don't believe he can do it anymore. This is what made him great. He didn't listen to people then. So now he's not going to listen now. He's going to show you I still have it in me, and that's cool. I'll show you I'm out of here. And emotions get involved in it and, and, and gets in the way. So, so yeah, yeah, I, I understand him saying that, 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 yeah, he's out of there because he's hurt right now because everybody keeps bringing him up in the, in the trade talk. I also think that, uh, you know, uh, it's the Brady thing. You know, you mentioned Brady in reference to Rodgers earlier in this conversation. We had Matthew Stafford on the show yesterday. He 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 has said in print and and essentially uh, repeated it when he when I asked him about it. Seeing Brady do what he did after twenty years going somewhere else, and maybe everybody figures, hey, 11, 12 years in one spot, it's enough. Let me go somewhere else where where I will be far more appreciated. There won't be cap this, cap that. They'll, you know. New coach, this new coach, that I'll choose the new coach, not not have it chosen for me. Maybe that's part of what he's going through right now at the end of his yeah. career, in a way. Right, right, but 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 only after after you realize, okay, they're not going to get, treat me like they used to treat me, and they're not going to give me what what I feel I deserve. Tom didn't choose to leave altogether. Like and Tom had his choice; they had to bring in more help. That have done things differently, and he would have wanted to stay right. He, I'm sure, he would have finished, wanted to finish his career in New England. But since all of those things didn't happen, and and, and they they were getting ready to show him the door, he went on and did what he had to do, which absolutely helps other guys like Julio and, and Aaron Rodgers. Saying, "Wait a minute, wait a minute," because it, it's the same thing. I remember when when LeBron and D Wade was talking about it in basketball. They say, you saw, they got rid of Michael Jordan. So one day they're going to get rid of If they got rid of Michael Jordan, they're going to get rid of us. And Rodgers, they're saying the same thing. This is the reality of the game. So they're trying to beat you to it. And right now, Julio Jones, he said, I, I'll show you. He's hurt, and I'll show you. And, yeah, I'll go somewhere else and get it. I don't think Julio really wants to leave. I think his pain uh, of, of this last of, of last year here is going to help him make a decision that I want out. Well, and then in terms of that, that let's finish up with that. Michael Irvin is where where he might go next. Um, we could not help but notice, and we wonder if you saw as well on Instagram at Michael. 
an 88. DeAndre Hopkins putting out a photograph of him. Um, is that count? That's uh, A.J. Green in his AJ Bengals Green. hat. Yeah. Uh, and Julio um, and DeAndre Hopkins all around you at a Pro Bowl. And it says, Julio, you remember what we talked about? Jalen Ramsey chimed in, relax. Um, <laughs> so, you know, obviously Jalen can only take one of these guys uh, on the screen, A.J. and DeAndre together in Arizona. What did you guys talk about that day? <laughs> what did you what, what was discussed on that day I, I, that's funny right there Rich. that is funny but 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 listen, I, I tell you this now i have had conversations with of course with with deandre and julio and all of those and, and we've talked the business of the business just what we're talking about right now the business of the business. We we had that conversation. That that Pro Bowl. I don't remember what year that was. That was years and years ago. We, we had a conversation. We had this conversation we're having right now about the business of the business. Uh, well, a year and a half ago, two years ago, when, when the DeAndre Hopkins stuff broke. That's I was on the phone with those two guys, and we were talking the business of the business, and they were already prepared and talking about this. Talking about, hey, you know, these teams, that's what they're going to try to do. So, you know, let's try to make sure we maximize whatever we have. It's business. That's it. They, they, I'm telling you, these guys are older. These guys are different now. It's not just about football. These, are, these, these guys see themselves as, as each individual business and businessmen. And, and, and they're trying to handle themselves accordingly. And the very, very the, the, the uniquely gifted kids, uniquely gifted athletes like the Julio Jones, uh, uh, the DeAndre Hopkins, those guys are going to try to control more uh, of their future than than just sitting around and letting people, uh, letting front offices do what they want to do, knowing that ultimately they're trying to replace. So you're, you're saying the there was no, business. you're saying basically, Michael Irvin, that 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 DeAndre Hopkins is reminding Julio Jones about the business of of business, and and he should utilize his business acumen right now it just so happens that aj green is in that photograph with deandre hopkins <laughs> and that they're current teammates in arizona that is just pure coincidence he's just reminding him about making a business decision yeah. and a smart one that's all you're saying michael so you, you so, so, so you 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 think in this thing aj green all these guys playing on the same team yes uh you, you're gonna go we're gonna build a super team <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for Colin Murray. That's one way to keep Larry Fitzgerald active, I think. Don't you think Fitz would have to say, I'd, 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 I'd have to be the fourth man in here? Christian Kirk with a five wide receiver set? What do you think? That would be that would be unlawful. It would be unlawful. <laughs> <laughs> in 50 states. In 50 American together. states. Yeah. And, and you, know what's, you know what's crazy about it and why I say it's unlawful, Rich? Because they're all big guys with different skill sets. Mm-hmm. With different gifts and games, so it's the whole football field. You come, DeAndre Hopkins goes over anybody here, catch any ball anywhere, anytime, and he can play in that slot. Uh, AJ Green is great at transitioning in and out of cuts, man. It can make, and, and, and Julio Jones can just flat out do anything. He can just flat out fly. So, so you're not duplicating, even though you're duplicating in great size with all three of them. Oh my God, we shouldn't even have this conversation. It, it, it's like it, it's like treason. To have that conversation, be treason against the NFL to let all those guys play on the same team. Irv, I love you. You take care of yourself. Thanks for the call. I miss you. You're the best. Absolutely, man. But hey, listen, uh, all y'all that's trying to take this 
this this Julio dissing the Cowboys thing, like the Cowboys. Y'all got to stop that, man. That ain't true. That was just unk talk. Julio knows if he was with the Dallas Cowboys. He knows. Oh, my God. His name. I was, look at what's he planes fly across the sky and just write Julio Jones and just keep going. And his name would be so high in the sky if you put that kind of talent with the star on the side of his helmet, it would be insane. Well, <laughs> if there only was uh, an Amari Cooper photograph with you and Julio Jones that he could Instagram out saying, remember what we talked about. Um, but unfortunately, I don't <laughs> think there is such a thing. <laughs> Bye, buddy. Take care. That's, take care. That's Michael Irvin, everybody. The people, just to wrap it up. Uh, he says the people that Aaron Rodgers was referring to were the dead presidents on uh, <laughs> denominations of uh, U.S. Uh, currency. Um, he said Julio Jones <clears throat> knows the Cowboys are worth joining because they're winning. Unk talk. Uh, Unk is uh, Shannon Sharp. Very similar to the barbershop. And talk, that, that, uh, we'll just put it up. I know we're, we're late going to break just one more time. That Instagram photograph uh, that, again... <clears throat> The Instagram photograph that DeAndre Hopkins says, Julio, remember what we talked about? And there's A.J. Green and Julio Jones and DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre already teammates with A.J. Green. And there's Irvin smiling right there. Irv says they were not talking about all playing together one day. It's just about the business of the business. My favorite part about this is Jalen Ramsey saying relax because he's already knows he's got to cover one, only one of them. Only one he can't, of them. There's not three Jalen Ramsey's. Jalen Ramsey's. Well, Twice a year. Jalen also went on Twitter and kind of without recruiting oh, Julio, yeah. he was like, yeah, I don't know him? why you wouldn't want to come here. Yeah, so right. Los Angeles. Everyone is a AJ yeah. Brown is recruiting, said he would give up number eleven for there Julio to go to Tennessee. Why not? It's, he changes yeah. the dynamic of anybody he goes to. Every team. Including staying put, which apparently is not an option. Yeah. We'll take a break and we'll talk about what is going on in Green Bay with a man with his boots on the ground. Rob Domofsky of ESPN Packers Reporter when we come back on the Rich Eisen Show from Packers OTA. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. 
Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. A couple of narratives I want to throw at you here. You tell me if this is true, anything anything to it, because this is what we're all talking about out there and what I'm sure you've heard. A narrative that you based on the way that your team drafted have a monster chip on your shoulder this year and the way that you've shown up the first two weeks would support that theory and narrative. What do you say to that, Aaron Rodgers? I think I've always found inspiration from various things and as a younger player, you know, even before uh, I got in the league, you know, there was a lot of slights that I felt about uh, you know, the uh, scouting of my performance and my abilities and who thought I could play and couldn't play. I think as you know, as I got older, you have to find new ways to to be inspired by things. I think if anything, it's it's almost the opposite. I'm I'm completely at peace with where I'm at in my career, and that's what's you know freed me up and allowed me to you know to get to this comfort level is is uh, is the peace that sometimes surpasses even your own understanding. And I don't have bitterness towards the organization, or Jordan, or anything associated with that. I'm just, uh, I've been working on myself. And I think a lot of times when people, you know, see whether it's a narrative about my you know, mental state or how I'm playing, you know, they have to, they can't just, it can't just be a positive thing. They have to say, well, it's a shot at somebody or a slight at somebody, or he's got a, he's, it's an F you to somebody or whatever it might be. You know, in this situation, I really feel like it's just, I've, I've been, choosing to work on myself and uh you know i feel really good about where i'm at we're in the second year of a system uh that guys are just playing a little bit faster and we're finding ways to be more efficient i I mean that that doesn't maybe sell a lot of uh papers or get a lot of hits on the website but to me that's uh that's closer to the truth than uh this idea of uh, some monster chip so in terms of your your receiving mates then um do they have one because the concept that uh, you didn't get the help that was required speaks to the fact that they're not good enough again i think everybody has different ways of being motivated and i think you know alan lazard has had a plenty of uh you know chips he could put on that shoulder whether it's jacksonville trying to make him a tight end or us not letting him work with the green group for the first whole first training camp, even though he was dominating on the other side of the field working against the twos and threes, or the fact that we cut him, or the fact that we put him on the active roster and didn't dress him, and the fact that maybe when we finally dressed him, we didn't play him. So he's got he's got plenty of things he can he can have chips about. And Marquez, same thing. I think Marquez, you know, his thing has always been about his own confidence, and the more confident that he is, the more he can just relax and not put too much pressure on himself, um, because I think he is uh, such a talented guy. But I am proud of those guys, the way they've stepped up and, and the training camps they've had and how they've gotten off to a good starts the first two games. That was Aaron Rodgers two weeks into the NFL season that turned out to be his MVP campaign. We're back here on the Rich Eisen Show. We just recounted on Peacock um, from Aaron Rodgers' appearance in week two. And again, for those listening on the Rich Eisen Show radio network, we come back three minutes earlier on Peacock. If you want to see anything that's going on every day here, go get Peacock, PeacockTV.com. And we just played Aaron Rodgers saying uh, he was at peace with his career at the time which is entirely possible. You could have been at peace with, okay, I know what they've done. I know what I'm going to do. And as you know, he said his piece again for the first time since all this started being put out on the table. 
for the world to see last night with Kenny Mayne on SportsCenter. It's never been about, uh, you know, never been about the draft pick, uh, picking Jordan. I love Jordan. He's a great kid. Um, you know, he, he a lot of fun to, to work together. Uh, I love the coaching staff, love my teammates, you know, love the fan base in Green Bay. It's incredible, incredible 16 years. It's just kind of about a, a, a philosophy, you know, and and maybe forgetting that it is about the people that make the thing go. It's about it's about character. It's about culture. It's about doing things the right way. And a lot of this was put in motion last year, and uh, the wrench was just kind of thrown into it when I won MVP and played uh, the way I played last year. So that was Aaron Rodgers' uh, portion of it last night. Uh, on SportsCenter, Kenny Maines, farewell. And joining us right now from ESPN, the uh, man who covers the Green Bay Packers for ESPN NFL Nation is Rob Domofsky here on the Rich Eisen Show calling in from Wisconsin. How are you, Rob? I'm doing well, Rich. How are you? I am doing fine. All right, I'm, I'm turning to you for my interpreter. <laughs> you speak fluent Rogers. Um, <laughs> so interpret what he said on SportsCenter Monday night and his farewell um to Kenny Maine appearance. What do you got for me, Rob? It's a language that I have been studying for 16 years now, and I feel like I am somewhat fluent in it. And with all things Rogers, it's not necessarily what he says, it's what he doesn't say. And who didn't he say that he loves in that, that clip, right? He, he said he loved the fans, he loved the coaches, he loves his teammates. I never heard the words Brian Gutekunst or Mark Murphy, that would be the general manager and the president of the Packers. And when he think, talked about doing things the right way, you have to read in that, that he believes that those two people did not do things the right way when it came to treating him. And uh, this goes back to, obviously, the Jordan Love pick, nothing personal to love. But we know that Brian Gutekunst never gave Rodgers the heads up that, that not only might they be picking a quarterback, but that they would trade up in the first round to do so. So let's dig in a little bit here because I think he said the word people um, more than a dozen times last yeah. night. And is he referring to himself as the people of the organization or are there others in the organization that he knows that he feels have been slighted and he's taking up for a larger cause? Or, or is this just about what's going on with him? I Rob. think it's more what's going on with him. Um, and, and you're right. I think it was 14 times. Uh, our, our Kevin Seifert, the crack national reporter, uh, must have time on his hands because I saw him tweet that it was 14 times he used the word people. Um, but I would say this, um, you know, this is a selfish business, and that's not a criticism of Rodgers. That's not a criticism uh, of any player, uh, but players are selfish. They want to be treated the way that they deserve and think that they are to be treated. I'm sitting, you know, outside of Lambeau Field right now, and you look at this monster stadium, and, and I guarantee you, Brett Favre probably feels like, hey, if it wasn't for me, they wouldn't have been able to renovate that stadium in 2001 and 2002. And then to the, to the west of the stadium is this massive Titletown district. And when Aaron Rodgers drives in from his house uh, in Green Bay, that's what he sees. And he probably see, says to himself, they wouldn't have built this if it wasn't for me. Uh, I, I made all these people rich, and I made this organization successful. And in some ways, they're right. Uh, without those two guys, Green Bay isn't what it is right now, and um, this stadium isn't one of the true gems in, in the NFL, and this town isn't built up as a tourist attraction if those guys don't do what they did. So there is some entitlement that maybe is deserved. 
Rob Domofsky, Packers reporter, been covering the team since 1997, now with the worldwide leader in sports, kind enough to call in today as there is the OTA on-field practice for a second straight day and Rodgers, <laughs> it was funny, he confirmed he's not there as he's sitting on on his phone, uh, you know, zooming in from, from Hawaii for, for Kenny. And, you know, let, let's talk about what we can take out of this, what we can confirm about what we assume this whole kerfuffle has been about based on yeah. what that one portion of the interview where they, you know, he did as a, allow something to be said on it. It was funny because Kenny pushed back at one point, asked him, are you demanding a trade? And he said, I've said right. all I wanted to say, let's talk about you right now. Exactly. So you picked up on that also. So what can we confirm? Because he said it wasn't about the draft pick. And as I said at the top of the show, Rob, it, these are not mutually exclusive things. He can still yeah. love Jordan Love. We had Aaron Jones on the show, talked about how yep. he's seen him personally uh, mentor, coach up uh, Jordan Love. So he can love yes. the kid, but may, doesn't love the fact that the kid was brought in in the manner in which he was brought in. Right. So can we confirm that this is about the draft pick? This is what it was about? Or there's something else, Kumaro? I mean, you hear all this <laughs> stuff. What can we glean from last yeah. night, Rob? Here's what it comes down to, Rich, is that – Rodgers thinks that he has earned the right to control when things end in Green Bay. Uh, and now the, the decision to pick Love, to trade up to do it, um, as he said shortly after it happened, made it probably not a reality that he could control the way things end. And, and when he went out, you know, he was a good soldier all last year, right? It was this, um, you know, he, he, he had this sort of uh, whatever will be will be mentality, uh, all the while he was marching his way to his third MVP. And I think once he sort of proved to everybody that, you know what, I, I am still the best or one of the best in the game. And, and yes, in 2018, you know, under Mike McCarthy, my last year, I wasn't all that engaged. And in 2019, I was learning a new system. But now uh, with Matt LaFleur's system, you know, completely under his belt, he went out and, and, and played like an MVP that he was. And now he probably feels like, He's got the control back in his corner, right? So I think that's what it's about. It's about not wanting to be a lame duck quarterback. They wouldn't commit to him initially this, this offseason beyond this year, and he didn't want to be a lame duck guy going into 2021 with the, cha- the possibility that they were going to move on to Jordan Love in 2022. And to me, all that other stuff is minor in comparison to, to that fact that he – no longer felt like he had control over his own future and that he felt like he deserved control over that future. So then let's use the the phrase that Kenny did in the interview last night about what's still left on the table that could be cleared off, and then let's focus on the table. So uh, is a long-term commitment uh, contract that by the the terms and dollars precludes Jordan Love from getting on the field in time for the Packers to make a decision on whether he's worthy of a fifth-year option pickup after year three, is that what would fix what's wrong with the organization with people? Or well, is it something it bigger? Have, yeah, it would have, you know, in January when this came about, and they, and they initially balked at that. They did not. They, they were only offered, um, from what we've reported, they've only offered a minor restructure at that point, which further sent Rodgers, you know, down this rabbit hole, and, and then by the time that they got around to offering him the lucrative deal that would both, uh, you know, take care of him uh, financially, but also ensure that they were committed to him uh, for, for more than just 2021, by that time he said no. So 
we're at the point now where I'm not sure what fixes this. Maybe there's two things, Rich. Maybe it's that, you know, public sentiment, which is already somewhat against him in, in Green Bay. Uh, maybe, you know, he, and he is concerned about his legacy. He, that's important to him. Maybe he gets the win that people will turn and have turned against him. Maybe that could bring him back. Or two, maybe it's pressure from his teammates saying, hey, we all restructured our deals. There were six or eight guys that, that restructured their deals to make another run at it in 2021 so they can keep this team together. You know, does there come a point where those guys say, we did this, now now we're, you got to come and help us do what we did, what we want to do uh, to get us back to a Super Bowl. And maybe there's pressure from the teammates. We haven't seen that yet, but at what point do – you know, I don't want to say do they turn on him, Rich, but at some point, uh, does that happen, and that 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 his teammates start to say, "Hey, we're here trying to get it done. Why aren't you here with us?" So you're saying, Rob Domofsky, that part of what can get Rodgers to stay in Green Bay is if fans start talking to Rodgers in the same way that Kenny signed off on him <laughs> last night. Yes, that would be uh, that would help. Okay. Uh, you know, the, the interesting contrast, real quick, is when Favre wanted to come back. Uh, in 2080, unretired, uh, the fan sentiment was so behind Brett, right? And it was because he wanted to be here. The fact that Rodgers doesn't want to be here has has had the opposite effect, I think, and has turned some fans, not saying all, but some against him. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 pretty darn quick, too, Rob. I mean, like you know, there has been 16 years built up here, yes. and and and. And he does have the right to figure out his own endgame in the place that he's no built question. his home for 16 years. And there should be a consequence upon the general manager who doesn't call him to let him know, hey, heads up, the yeah, words that's going to come out of Roger Goodell's mouth are going to piss yep. you off. And hey, you know, when it's all over, after you do take us to the NFC Championship game at home, mind you, we're not going to commit longer than just this year. and. Yep. You know, he's smart enough to read the writing on the wall and do the math and know when he's Absolutely. managed. I mean, Absolutely. what do you expect out of that guy? You know, no question. And the, it was a huge mistake by management, um, you know, last April to not <laughs> to, to not communicate with them. And whatever excuse you can have, oh, it was a virtual draft or things changed quickly. Um, you know, it was it was in the end that will end up being uh, maybe the mistake that, you know, ends his time here. So then let's talk about the here and now before I let you go, Rob, is that there is an OTA that's going on. You mentioned before that maybe some teammates might say, hey, you know, where are you? I'm imagining this is way too early for that. There is a mandatory OTA that's coming up in June. Walk me through what you expect today uh, when the coach is meeting, I imagine, with the media and and what what you expect uh, over the next couple of weeks then. Rob. After practice, we'll hear from Matt LaFleur and three players, Adrian Amos, Kenny Clark, and Aaron Jones. Noticeably absent on that list is, of course, Jordan Love, who we'd all like to hear from. Uh, but we will all be watching uh, Jordan Love at every open opportunity uh, you know, this year because, look, they have to prepare him now, and Matt LaFleur told us this a couple weeks ago, they have to prepare uh, Jordan Love like he's the starter. And, and not just because of what Aaron Rodgers is up against, but because that's the job of a backup. And he's the uh, he goes from third string last year to second string this year, um, but it'll be very interesting to see what reaction, if any, uh, his coach and his teammates have to what Roger said last night uh, on Sports Center with Kenny May. That's to me, uh, I guess, what I'm looking for most. You know, one watching Jordan Love, and two 
hearing how guys react to what Rogers said. Now you think, you know, because you know, Aaron is very um, smart and wise and um, also uh, savvy, you know, obviously wanted to say farewell to his friend, but do you think the fact that Kenny said, hey, how about the day before the coach speaks at OTAs, that's when you come on, you know, like that, that appealed to Aaron from Hawaii, do you think, in a way, uh, Rob? Timing is everything in this business, isn't it? Well, and I guess the last one for you is Jordan Love. I mean, when I did have Aaron Jones on the show a couple weeks ago, I asked him, like, what about this kid? You know, and and again, he said that he's uh, a good teammate and a a good person and who Aaron Jones is as well. And and that Rodgers, he sees him coaching him up. I mean, this can't be like this can't be like let's trade up to draft a kid. He doesn't dress at all. And then all that's addressed of him is the guy we've pissed off to put Rodgers in the role of Favre and this kid in the role of Rodgers. It's crazy Yeah, what is going thing, on with him. The one thing I will say about Rodgers is, unlike, remember when Favre said, it doesn't say anywhere in my contract that I right. have to mentor Aaron Rodgers. Well, Jordan, Jordan Love did not get that treatment from Rodgers. Rodgers uh, you know, definitely was good to him from what we could see. Uh, it's a hard spot. The two people I think that are in the most difficult position here are Matt LaFleur, because he wants to win, right? And he wa- he knows his best chance to win is with Aaron Rodgers. Right. And then Jordan Love is the other guy in the, in the most difficult spot. Uh, because their plan, Rich, was to bring him along slowly uh, and not play in 2021. He would be the third stringer as a rookie, which he was. Um, and then he would be the backup this year and was going to be a slow education. And now that education is massively accelerated combined with the fact that there were no preseason games last year. Training camp was incredibly short. There were no on-field workouts. So it's almost like when they showed up yesterday for OTAs, it was almost like Jordan Love was a rookie going through all this for the first time because, quite frankly, he didn't go through any of this last year. So uh, it's probably another reason that they brought Blake Bortles in (laughs) to help you know, Jordan Love. And don't forget, like, I mean, just because Rodgers, if he doesn't show up and isn't the quarterback for – whether he retires, is traded, whatever, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean Love is the guy. Blake Bortles is here for a reason. Well, and I guess the, the, there's the other one who's in a tough spot, and that's Gutekunst, obviously. You mentioned Rob, the two that are on the field. I mean, uh, I, I imagine he has no intention of trading Rodgers and is going to try and play this thing out because I yep. imagine there is no sense at all from Mark Murphy that maybe getting rid of Gutekunst will can no. actually fix this. Like, they, they will choose the organization over Rogers, if it yes. comes down to it, right? Yes, and I said this on Get Up this morning. From what I was told, Murphy within the organization has, you know, reaffirmed the fact that Gutekunst is staying. He is the general manager, and that, no matter what, is not going to change. And of course, that would piss off Rogers as he drives in and sees Title Town. That uh, <laughs> general managers don't build Title Towns. Uh, I, know. Do, I do occasionally, Rich, drive by Rogers' house on the west side of Green Bay just to make sure there's not a for sale sign. <laughs> And I can tell you this, that I did drive by yesterday because it's right near the gym where my kids' uh, AAU basketball team practices. So I go by there like twice a week, and every day I look to my left as I pass it, and and there's not a for sale sign. Okay. And it looks lived in still, right? I mean, it's not the the lawn's taken care of, at least, I'm sure. Well, it's it's gated, and the fence has a tarp on it, so I really can't quite see it. Okay. All right. And I will let you know if I... If I see a uh, Century 21 or, or whatever sign okay. pop up in front of me. Rob, I appreciate the time. Look for my call. We'll, we'll keep chatting. I really appreciate it, Rob. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Rich. That's Rob Domofsky calling in from Green Bay, Wisconsin, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. 
Wow, lots to unpack there. Okay. I, I, there's one thing um, uh, about that chat that leaps out at me, and I'm gonna let's take a break. I'll come back, and it, it's about the concept of Aaron. Uh, the concept of Aaron gonna stay because he doesn't want to be disliked. I want to hit on that when we come back on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Let's get to it uh, with the Big Lebowski. How were you introduced to that film? I ran to the Coen brothers a couple of years before that, I guess, mm-hmm. at a party, and they said, well, we're writing something for you. I said, oh, great, because I was a big fan of Blood Simple and some other early sure. films. And then I got the script, and I said, what? This is not, not like anything I've done. Were you were you spying and you know did you crash some of my high school parties and you you know I mean where where did this guy come from? But I, I was thrilled to to work with those guys. They're real they're real masters. They know how to do it. Was that character based on anybody that you know? Yeah, it was based on a guy named Jeff Dowd. For them, you know, mm-hmm. they they used him quite a bit. I met him. He came on the script. I didn't uh, use him too much. I really referenced. Uh, myself, and, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, and the script, you know. When did you realize that this film would become, in many ways, a, it's, you can't even call it a cult. It's it's a classic. It's just oh. a flat out classic now. Yeah, yeah. For the uh, big Lebowski, I was surprised because we had a great time making it, and we were all, you know, laughing and, you know, thinking, oh, you know, this was a fun movie. We didn't think it was going to be anything like it was today. Mm-hmm. But I was surprised when it first came out and did nothing. It was like, you know, kind of a bomb. And then it uh, played in Europe, and they got it. And then it splashed back over uh, on our shores, and, and it, you know, he grew to become well, what it uh, is. As one of our colleagues on this show has a friend who went to a, a Lebowski bar oh. in Iceland. Oh, yeah, got yeah. We, got these, we have uh, Lebowski Fests. Um, I've been to one. I played with my band at a Lebowski fest. <laughs> that was my Beatle moment. Man. You know, can you imagine? <laughs> 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 
playing to a sea of dudes and bowling pins and you know, moms. It's totally surreal. Oh my god. It is like a psychedelic journey in itself, right? But basically, there. it's just—it's just such a great movie, executed so well, and uh, like many um, masters, uh, you know, the Coen Brothers make it look like it's just nothing; it's falling off a log. Yeah. yeah. But when you really look at it, man, it is executed yeah, so brilliantly. Well, they're geniuses. I mean, for raising Arizona, we could go on and yeah. on about Roger the Roger De- uh, Deakins, the you know, cinematographer, did such a beautiful job, and you're not—you don't think of it as. You know, thinking of a movie that, uh, you know, is shot beautifully. But if you look at that movie, the camera is right just where you want it. It's nothing showing. There's no showing off. It's just everything is just right. Love that man wherever he is. I hope he is well. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. PeacockTV.com for those streaming Peacock right here. You want to see us on a desktop every single day uh, from 12 to 3 Eastern. Back here on our show with our radio audience as well. And during the commercial break, just scrolling through my Twitter feed, I just saw a photograph of Ryan Fitzpatrick with his big flowing beard for the Washington (laughs) football team. And he's out there on the OTA field. Saw Jalen Hurts connecting with Devontae Smith on on a pass in practice. There's no defense out there, but just seeing this and Joe Burrow finding Jamar Chase. Oh, yeah, buddy. Flipping it out there. The fact that he's out there, I'm like, okay, here we go. Bruce Arians saying as well that uh, that all the players that need to be there are there. As you know, a lot of the Bucks are not showing up until it's mandatory. And then the question is again, what what's going on with Rodgers? We're about I think ten minutes away from uh, from Matt Lafleur being available. I I, I don't know what the guy's going to say. I kind of feel I, I kind of feel for him. My prediction will be again, he's just going to say one more time we'd love for him to be here. This will be the last time he will entertain a question of about Aaron Rodgers without Aaron Rodgers being there. And that includes Aaron maybe not showing up for OTAs in June when it's mandatory for him to show up there. That even even then he will just say, "Look, I'm only going to talk about the guys who are here." I've told you in my career there are there are um there are uh, multiple, my three favorite coaching cliches are, it is what it is. Um, you can only control what you can control. And I don't have a crystal ball. Those are the three f- coaching cliches in the NFL, the top three. And those are my favorites. And the one that's replaceable is the, you can only control what you can control with the OTA and training camp time when a player is holding out. You replace that with, I'm only talking about the guys who are here. LaFleur, I think, will entertain again, but he wants Rodgers to be there and just send that message through the media if that's what's necessary. Rob Domofsky of the Worldwide Leader uh, of ESPN, he's been covering the team since 1997. He's had a front row seat for Rodgers' drafting and what happened with Favre at the end of his career. He's had a front row seat of of obviously what's going on right now and him saying that, that Rodgers is concerned about his legacy and... Um, you know, and that maybe, just maybe, if there's a fan base that's turning on Aaron because Rodgers is making an appearance on Sports Center, they've they've now seen him on Jeopardy, they've now seen him on Sports Center, they've seen him living his best life with the Kentucky Derby, and fans might look at that and say, well, you know what, he's now losing weight, he's 
got, you know, he's playing guitar, he's sitting around in Hawaii while the guys are all working out, and, you know, he's not one of us, not a Packer, despite 16 years. If that happens, I'm sure, you know, Rodgers, that, that might affect him, but I would counsel against anybody thinking that this will cause him to suddenly make a heel turn and show up week one. I don't know. The guy seems to be in his uh, his a world that makes him happy right now. He's lost weight. He's feeling good about himself. He's mar- He's going to get married. Again, I, I don't speak with the guy. I don't speak with him. I do love my conversations when he appears on this show. And the couple of times that I've seen him outside, he just strikes me as just a regular guy who I covered back in the day or whose high school I covered back in the day at, at – at uh, in my local days in Redding and Chico, where he grew up, for Channel Seven R, Redding, California, the ABC affiliate up there. Uh, I I don't know. That's just my reading of the tea leaves. That that when it comes down to it, he's got his heels dug in, and the guy who created the mess was not him. He didn't create the mess. The mess being messing with his window of opportunity closing, without giving anybody a heads up. It's not like he's conducted himself with anything but up and up at least publicly for sure I don't know I just got that sense again that you see the video and I know that it's making the rounds of him having a great time in Hawaii and singing and playing guitar and whatever and that may not that may not you know jibe with with what people think is football ready or tough I, I wouldn't question his readiness I wouldn't question his drive his desire I wouldn't question anything of that nature and I think him sitting there saying well I better you know go back because if I do you know the fans might turn on me certainly since he sees Favre being you know revered there again after being the public enemy of of going to the Vikings that's all but that that Humpty Dumpty's been put back together again and I think he's even drawn a paycheck from from the Packers Brett so I don't think that concerns him. I think the thing that would concern him is if his teammates felt that way about him. So keep an eye on that, certainly if he doesn't show up to OTAs in June. And then, of course, there's that June 1st deadline by which a trade would would be a much easier cap hit for the Packers to absorb. You know what I think the way out is? The way out is is pay him and trade Jordan Love. Get him out of there. It's not the kid's fault. Get him to some spot where he can get on the field and it's he doesn't have this sort of thing surrounding him getting him to a spot where a team says we'll take him we'll take him and let's go we'll take him and we thought highly of him at the draft let's go and then Brian Gutekunst makes a public apology <laughs> <laughs> give him that head on the pike without happen. firing the guy sounds fanciful doesn't it What's going on with Julio Jones? Arthur Smith has chimed in. That was an interesting soundbite that we'll put in your ear gate. Coming up in hour number three with Matt Iceman as well. Here we are talking about it again. Who's going to take Jordan Love, though? I, who, uh... who would take Jordan Love? I don't know. Who would, take, would Denver yeah. take Jordan Love? Houston? But they just drafted a guy. I don't know. I mean, uh, who else? We can game it out. Who else could use a quarterback? Maybe the Giants, if they're not sold on. Nah, I don't know about Daniel that. Jones. No, that not now. Like literally, I'm talking about now. Right. Take him now. Who would take him now? 
Not a lot of teams, huh? Yeah, not a lot of teams. It seems to be pretty. Would be would the Lions take him? We're not trading him in your division anyway. That's crazy. Yeah. Just throwing it out there. Mm. Nobody in the N- NFC West is ready for one, right? No. Um, no one in the NFC South is ready for one, right? Would Atlanta yeah. take him? There you go. I mean, yeah, who's mad? He's but, uh, but, but, the, but, but then the he's not going to play. He's is, not going to play. Right. You got to get him out of the field. Yeah, so he's forget not going to play for two years. I mean, no, we're what? truly gaming this out right now. We had no pre show conversation about it. He's using play, this real right? estate. He's, he's gotta, yeah, you got Again, play. that's the whole point. That's what Aaron said. That I threw a wrench in their plans by winning the MVP. Yeah. Is that they, you know, and he gave him a freebie this year. He knows that 2021 is when they'd want to start to get him on the field because. You can't go into your third year and use that as your sole evaluation year. He gets it. He understands. That's why he said that he threw a wrench in winning the MVP. So he won't get Jordan Love won't get on the field until year three, and they're going to start making this conversation. Do we pick up his twenty million dollar option right now, and then start him in year three, and then what? Rogers wins MVP as a thirty-eight year old. He's already proven. You know, he's drinking Brady's water. <laughs> Whether that was a joke or not by Kenny Maine, that that means he's got six more years potential of viability left. It's just like New England and Garoppolo. It's the exact it same is. thing. That's why I'm saying trade love, turn him into Garoppolo, and make Aaron Rodgers your Brady. Belichick did it. Why can't Brian Gutekunst swallow it? Yeah, it worked out. And then try and win something with him in Rodgers. But where would love wind up? I don't know. Who would take him and play him right now and need him right now? Denver would be one of them. It's kind of the only spot. Right? Give him a whirl. But then they already have Pittsburgh. A bunch of quarterbacks. Ooh. Pittsburgh. Now you're talking. Hey. Food for thought. <laughs> 